Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. So they're interviewing the um, the Indian from the conflict there in D.C. I'm sure in hushed and respectful tones. That the MAGA hat high school kids were... Uh, Dancing in front of her, you know, you know the whole story. Right. So they're interviewing Nathan Phillips today on the Today Show. We'll hit you with some highlights of that, I guess, as the story continues. Right now, Venezuela is in chaos. A beautiful, oil-rich, formerly fairly wealthy nation is absolutely in ruin economically and uh, political instability. Isn't and, isn't and having... perhaps bloodshed are uh, are uh, you know in the air? Yes. O- outside of the United States, uh, having oil is about the worst thing that can happen to you. It seems like as a country. In a lot of ways, it's a really interesting topic. But Ian Bremmer joins us. Ian is the president and founder of Eurasia Group, uh, leading global political risk research and consulting firm, and a uh, and just an enjoyable fellow to talk to. Whatever the topic. Hello, Ian. How are you, sir? 
Hey, yeah, I don't, I don't look at Norway. I mean, they're in collapse and, and reverting to cannibalism, mostly because of oil. <laughs> wow, good Lord, the specter of cannibalism rearing its ugly head. Uh, so, hey, uh, listen, you know, I happen to hear you uh, on a couple outlets uh, talking about Venezuela in, in recent days. But one thing nobody, uh, I haven't heard people ask you, is how did this oil-rich nation find itself with catastrophic inflation, actual starvation, and millions of people fleeing? Well, um, one is that they don't produce nearly as much oil as they used to, over a million barrels a day off the market um, because their engineers have fled. If you go up to the oil patch, uh, oil sands, for example, uh, in Canada, you find a lot of Venezuelan engineers, all the talent just left because actually the geology is similar. And believe me, they don't like living in the cold. Um, uh, the, uh, the, The refineries are stripped. Um, I mean, the, 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 I mean the, the major state oil company, PDVSA, has fallen apart. Massive mismanagement, lack of investment internationally, Western companies being shaken down that were there. I mean, pretty much everything you could do wrong to screw up this environment, they've done. The Saudis may be authoritarian, and certainly they've got big human rights problems. But Saudi Aramco, as a company, internally has the technological sophistication of ExxonMobil. Pervesa is operating like a like a feudal estate, and the people are incompetent that are managing it. Hey, maybe we should back up a second. I'm listening right now. Why should I care about Venezuela? You should care about Venezuela because um, over the last year, uh, you've had about uh, over 2 million refugees that have streamed out of the country. Uh, it's an enormous cost that's being borne on other countries across South America, like Colombia, for example. The Colombian president believes that if this continues, he could end up with 5 million Venezuelan refugees in his own country, wow. more than 10% of the population. So that's coming in the same way that you care about Syria because of what they did to Europe um, when all of those refugees streamed across. You care about Venezuela because it has knock-on effects in other countries around the region. Um, you know, if, As an American, if you don't care about the region... It's not like Venezuela is particularly destabilizing the United States. They're not coming into the U.S. We do get some oil from them, but not very much, a lot less than we used to because they can't export what they used to. Um, but, I mean, the fact that we have this horrible dictatorship with millions of people that are suffering, 90% in poverty, the average one in Venezuela last year lost over 17 pounds of weight because they can't get food. And yeah, listen, I don't want to let that I don't want that point to go by too quickly, Ian. The average Venezuelan lost 17 pounds last year because they couldn't find food. That'd be good for me, but that's a different reason. Well, yeah, that notwithstanding, yeah. that's that's a that's a no, modern society. Diet, right? I yeah, mean, the, yeah, the, yeah. The Venezuelan food there look pretty good. Uh, Venezuelan and Caracas look like hell. Right. So Ian Bremmer's on the line. It, it is. I think it's safe to say that a, uh, a socialist dictatorship has ruined the economy of yet another country. And a giant um, uh, migrant crisis, a giant refugee crisis, and perhaps a guerrilla-style civil war for the next God knows how many years would do the hemisphere no good in Venezuela. Yeah, I think we can say that. And I think we can also say the fact that uh, both President Trump uh, and Premier Trudeau from Canada and most of the major economies from Latin America, though not Mexico, um, have all decided uh, to recognize... Uh, the opposition leader, Mr. Guaido, who runs the National Assembly, as the legitimate president of Venezuela. And and I think it's quite meaningful that you have all of those leaders on the same page here. I know how dictatorships work, though. Who's the army with? The army right now is with Maduro, um, who effectively stole the last election. 
But I will tell you the likelihood that members of the Army start peeling away from him is a lot greater because of the steps that have been made by all these other countries in the region in the last 48 hours. There, there was a major National Guard um, mutiny uh, against the government over the weekend. It didn't involve any senior officials, uh, but it was significant. We hadn't seen that before. And the demonstrations in the last 24 hours in Caracas are also pretty large. So, I mean, I do think these things matter. Is it fair to say the United States is not merely declaring uh, Mr. Guaido the de facto president and then waiting and seeing? I have a feeling Pompeo's guys have got the generalissimos on the phone and are telling them, listen, we are your friends. Do the right thing. Clearly, conversations are happening, right? right? I mean, I don't know if they're happening directly, but I think indirectly that message is being sent. Having said that, um, so far, the senior military leadership has been lined up completely with Maduro, and they've been willing to exercise force at his order against the Venezuelan people. So, you know, if you ask me right now, do I believe the military is ready to listen to a cut bait from this guy because it's otherwise it's going badly for all of you? They're not willing to listen to that. But as the demonstrations continue and the opposition hopefully has something that looks like coordinated leadership, which they haven't had before, the likelihood that you start to see those military leaders peel off is greater. And, of course, you know, if that happens in a big way, uh, then Maduro might flee the country. And that would probably be the best thing uh, for all considered here. You know, final thought, and we've talked about this a fair amount through the years, having studied this all of our adult lives. The, the days, weeks, months, sometimes even years in which a regime appears to be crumbling but the power brokers within, say the, the military leaders, are looking at each other and kind of hinting to each other that uh, maybe we ought to go that way. It's got to be just mind-bogglingly stressful. It is, but let's keep in mind, in addition to the Mexican government under Lopez Obrador on the left uh, supporting Maduro right now, they've also got the Russians, they've got the Chinese, they've got the Iranians, they have provided some cash. They've got a whole bunch of Cubans on the military advisor and intelligence front. You know, it's not as if they're completely isolated. And even really isolated leaders like North Korea have been able to stay in place for a long time because those people also fear direct repression. You don't want to be the first person that raises your hand and say, how about we go after this guy? Exactly. You want to be down the road, you know? (laughs) Right, exactly. Just read the... uh... Read the tea leaves. Uh, Ian Bremer, president and founder of Eurasia Group. Ian, we sure appreciate you spending a couple minutes. We know how busy you are. Thanks. Good talk, guys. Great. Uh, yeah, the whole, uh, so, General, what do you think of Maduro these days? <laughs> well, General, what do you think of Maduro <laughs> these days? I mean, uh, unbelievable. We need to shame Mexico. Are you kidding what do they call him, LBO, or the new president of Mexico? You're supporting Maduro? Stop it! How God? They're starving their people. Millions are fleeing because their children are starving to death. An industrialized, modern, oil-rich nation. And you're supporting Maduro? Shame on you. Shame on you! Um, I got hip to a new app last night that I think you're going to want to use. Maybe you already use it. You're going to say, yeah, welcome to the party, old man. But uh, tell you about that coming up. Um, got a number of texts. Is it the calculator on your phone? You found that? <laughs> you know, this has got a flashlight now. <laughs> you can take pictures with your telephone. 
Hilarious. <laughs> we got a couple of texts from people who admit to lying to bosses or teachers to get special treatment. Oh, boy. Like the, uh, I my doctor says I need sunlight, so you get an office with a window. <laughs> I mean, that's just, oh, boy. we got a couple of those. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. And what is Nathan Phillips telling the Today Show? I want to hear that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Fans of our on-demand show, we now have a brand new daily podcast. We're calling it Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. Yeah, it's where we just talk about something else that didn't fit into the show. And sometimes we use naughty language. Yes! Not often, though, because it's naughty. Finally! Find it right now via the iHeart app. Just search for Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. My chance to work blue! The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's your update on a couple of big stories, and then we'll have more on it later. Uh, Cohen is not going to testify next week like he was planning to because he says he's being threatened by the president through tweets, which either is or isn't true, but that's that. And the president said, I'm not going to give the State of the Union address until the government opens back up. Which I saw some headline, Trump blinks. Okay, whatever. I don't care about the State of the Union address, so. I I think the stakes are incredibly low as to when the State of the Union address happens. It's major symbolism, Jack. This big symbolism. Big. And it's important, symbolically. I'm just going to keep repeating that. Okay, you keep saying that. As if I have an argument. No, it seems, it seems, it's worth, you can't do that. You can't just, because you're pissed off. Prevent the State of the Union address, as needless as it is. No. And yes, I understand the constitutional prerogative, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I we're... don't know why he did that. I'm, I would love to have heard those uh, you know, discussions by his advisors. Had a list of things you might be doing that annoy your coworkers. It included one I'd never seen before. P- people are annoyed by coworkers who demand special treatment and get it. Um. I suppose you should really be mad at the culture that allows that to actually work. Because at some point, you're smart for asking if you're going to get it. But things like, the doctor says, I need to have sunlight. So so you get an office that's got a window. Right. My um, doctor says I need more money. My, <laughs> I was going to say, my doctor says I need more sunlight with a view. <laughs> so the parking lot side, not so much. Uh, we had one somebody who said, I told my boss when I got hired that I don't do well working around noise, and they gave me an office away from everybody else, and mm-hmm. everybody asks me all the time, how'd you get that office? Wow. I told the boss I wanted a quieter office. See, That's all it took? That could be legit or not legit, though, because you know, you know me, I'm incredibly easily distracted by noise. Yeah, but everybody would like a quieter office, oh, so who's going to determine? I get that, but if you want more work out of me and better work, you're smart to give me an office. But that sort of thing catches on, and then right. where does it stop? Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it stops with me having an office with a great view because <laughs> of what the doctor said. <laughs> Staring out the window doing nothing at right, that point. Exactly. Um, in high school, I told the coach I had high blood pressure to get out of long-distance running. Oh, jeez. I ended up getting the nickname H.A., heart attack. 
<laughs> that is so high school football, Coach. Uh, hey, hey, Coach, I got this heart thing. All right, come on over here, heart attack. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Back in the day, it doesn't happen anymore. But right. yeah, like when I was right. a kid, that would have been. <laughs> it teaches you that your weaknesses are actually your strengths or something. I don't what? Know. I don't know. <laughs> or that bad hearts should be mocked. Or something. Yeah. Something important. I learned about this last night. I haven't tried it yet. I can't wait to try it uh, with my wife, at least. So are you on the Marco Polo app? So I brought up the idea that... Um, yeah, when, I kept getting lost seeking spices in China. So oh, hilarious! <laughs> hilarious historical reference. Thank you. Um, Glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> so uh, uh, I often think about this when I poo-poo any new development. Mm-hmm. That when I first heard of texting from our news girl, Jamie Coffey, I thought, why would anybody do that? It seemed stupid to me. It made no Just sense. Pick to me up whatsoever. the phone and call them, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Now the idea. Anytime I get a phone call, I'm like, "You are all the same. Why are you calling me? Text me. Text me the the, right. exactly. the important stuff. Exactly. And I'll read it and determine whether or not I want to respond. But uh, so this this new one, I brought this up to some people last night at dinner, and she said, um, "Are you on Marco Polo?" I said, "I've never even heard of it." She said, "Oh, you'll never text again. It's video." texting but the app makes it so dang easy and she said my mom my husband everybody we only marco polo now so i jotted it down and i'm gonna try it wow and she said it's great for driving you just hold your phone up and you say the stuff it's a video you press a button and just like texts they can watch it live as they come in if they're on their phone or they can look at it whenever they get around to it right. and then they send back it just i'll try that i haven't tried it either sounds does great. it exist entirely to grab my data and sell it Oh, uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that last night. Uh, for some, whatever reason, we have like uh, shared apps, something or other turned on on our iPhones. My wife and uh, in particular, my 19 year old daughter and I. And so I see the apps she downloads. And oh, one of I don't want that relationship with my parents. One of them is one of those make your selfie look better apps. And I'm, I'm thinking I, I got to figure out how to put it to her. I really want to text her and say... Which one is it? Because Facetune is really good um, now that I've used it. I don't know. I'd have to look at my phone. But um, I want to tell her, listen, you're beautiful, and I don't want you to be one of those people who who begins to hate how they actually look because you're so used to sending an idealized version of yourself around to the world. It's just it's not healthy. You end up looking like Wendy Williams. Yeah. Google her if you don't know who she is. Her! <laughs> She did um, that to herself. Yeah, yeah. Going down the uh, Joan Rivers Highway of uh, facial reconstruction. Barry anyway. Manilow says, get away from me, you're a goblin. But the other one, I noticed uh, the, she downloaded an app called Happy Glass. And uh, I whiled away uh, probably a good solid hour and a quarter between a couple of flights we had yesterday um, playing Happy Glass. It's a game? It's a game. Oh, it's such a great game. Oh, it's 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 water coming out of like a faucet and then there's a glass and there are various obstacles and falling things and sometimes the glass is just floating in space and you have to draw a structure that will route the water to the glass no matter the impediments and all it's a it's a spatial relationships brain game we were, uh, and, and it probably exists purely to steal my data and that of my friends. But I found it, it, it generated that feeling that uh, studies come out now and again saying older folks should do puzzles, learn a musical instrument. Anything that is frustrating is your brain becoming more sharp. 
and and not you know decaying or whatever. That's a grim term, but um, you know what I'm saying. It's your brain growing instead of backsliding. Try not to decay. And so every day I get up, that's my goal. And this game really stimulates that feeling. It's interesting. Yeah, I was reading Tolstoy while you were playing Happy Glass. Gosh, you're better than me. Happy right. Glass is also what I tell my bartender to make when I have an empty glass. So I was like, why don't you make that empty glass a happy glass? Because it's a sad glass right now, there, uh, beer jackie. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? New Caravana 2000 heading to the border. Tijuana upset. The government shut down. Now we're getting warnings from the FBI. And why you have been storing peanut butter incorrectly all these years. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I have it. I, I seem to be all right. <laughs> Family graveyards full of people we killed with our inadequate peanut butter storage. Yes. Finally, the truth. <laughs> Beer jockey? Is that what you call the bartender? <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, Nathan Phillips on the Today Show today, did he say anything interesting, Sean? I See know you that took old him Indian activist fellow who was involved in the fracas with the Catholic boys at the uh, Capitol Mall, Jack? That's the guy. Uh, not, well, I'm probably the wrong guy. I haven't found anything interesting that any of the parties have said <laughs> so much into it. It's just I would agree with you on that. Talking yeah. back. They're talking past each other. It's, no, it's, I, it's, you know, it's one of the clearest yeah. examples of a Rorschach yeah. test I've ever seen. <laughs> I've been more interested in the questioning than any of the uh, the answers. Yeah, the media the, tone. Yeah, it's a, it's a nine-minute interview. I've only gone through the first couple minutes. Okay. But is the media tone fawning and respectful to the guy? Or do they ask him any difficult questions? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Hmm? Speak English. <laughs> I'm yelling at myself now. <laughs> You just yelled uh, at Sean to speak English when he said no problema? No, I yelled, you at, yelled me. at you. That's okay, correct. Gotcha. Yes. A little self hate. It's about okay. time you knew our names, Jack. We've worked together for 26 <laughs> years. Let's uh, get the news uh, now with Marsha Phillips. Al Tijuana bracing for another massive migrant caravan. The caravan is currently making its way through Mexico after recently leaving Central America. While there are reports that the 2,000 migrants will be heading to Texas. It's still not clear where they might end up. As for officials in Tijuana, they say they're hoping the caravan doesn't show up in the city because they say resources to help the migrants are really strained as thousands are already seeking asylum in hopes of making their way into the U.S. and locals' hostilities towards the migrants are growing. Which, yeah, is clearly racism. They clearly just don't like Hispanics. Right. That's the only reason... You wouldn't want people showing up in your town from somewhere else is because you're racist. But that aside, where else are you going to go? If you're if you're going to show up to the border and you need services, you need food, clothing, shelter, there aren't that many cities. You're going to go to Brownsville? You're going to go to Tijuana? Where are you going to show up? Juarez. There aren't a lot of options. Um, so I'm just I'm drawing myself a chart here. Let's see. Thousands of Central American migrants, if they're stopped in Tijuana... It's an enormous drain on financial, health, and logistical resources. But if you let them set foot across the border, it's nothing but a blessing. And that's helping, interesting. And helping decent people. Right. It's, it's, it's Which they might, hmm. them being decent people has got nothing to do with it. Well, some are, certainly. Well, if, they could, if they all are, fine. Why am I supporting them? Right. Make the argument for that. Now, thrown into all this mix is a decision by Mexico's new government to liberalize entry rules for foreigners seeking humanitarian visas. 
That has set off the new wave of Central Americans, many of them intent on making it to the U.S.-Mexico border. The new leftist president, Lopez Obrador, pushed for the new one-year visas, which include the right to work in Mexico and travel freely in the country. That's how the latest caravan of more than 2,000 got into the country, and they don't want to stay in Mexico. This is all getting very, very confusing. We got... Go ahead. I was going to say we're offering uh, we're offering people all right a one year visa. Come on into Mexico, and you have the right to travel around and uh, do what you wish and work here. And then they travel right through Mexico to the border. Sure, right, <clears throat> and then beyond. I tell you what, we, Mister and Missus America, Little America Junior, I'm talking to you here. We not only have the the crumbling economies of Central America and and just the crime ridden just filth that people are trying to escape, and they're doing exactly what I would do if yep. I lived in Honduras. Not only do we have that, we have a, a, we're have we on the verge of a civil war in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. There are already millions of refugees flowing out of that yep. country. At this point, not a ton of them have hit U.S. shores, mm-hmm. but they will. And man, it, it, and, and here we are, we, the Republicans and the Democrats, acting like a bunch of dopes, unable to come to any sort of reasonable compromise to get us border security and figure out how to deal with the folks who are already here. It's just, it's it's astounding and disappointing. And we ought to get our act together, because it's not going to get better. Our original air name's astounding and disappointing. Mm. We've moved now into day 34, the partial government shutdown, and it is now hurting a number of things, including FBI investigations. The FBI Agents Association releasing a report saying the shutdown has hobbled their operations. Tom O'Connor is the uh, organization's president. The failure to fund the FBI is making it more difficult for us to do our jobs to protect the people of our country from criminals and terrorists. This is not about politics or partisanship. Some of the agents say they cannot pay informants because of a lack of funding, causing them to lose sources. One official investigating the dangerous MS-13 gang reported it has been difficult to communicate with Spanish-speaking informants at all. They are being hampered by the funding drying up. And and I get why they're citing something kind of scary mm-hmm. and exciting yeah. like that. But, you know, having gone through the FBI Citizens Academy program, which was really fun and interesting, um, there are so many people who work for the FBI who are not agents. They're uh, right. translators, for instance, right. as you were referring to. They're evidence processors. They're scientists. They're administrative people. Um, and and they're not getting paid. And so, in many cases, they're not showing up. Right. And, you know, the FBI is in charge of gangs and organized crime and, and financial crimes and terrorism and the rest of it. Uh, the idea that we're not funding them because Chuck and Nancy and uh, and Mitch and, 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 and whoever else can't get together, it's just astounding. All right, right now, I step forward to inform you all you've been storing peanut butter wrong all this time. <sighs> Delish. I R- hang it in my closet like it's a shirt. Is that wrong? You hang it? Do you hang it upside down? <laughs> no. And well, why am I supposed to do this? I hang you upside down if this story goes on too long. Oils or something. Delish, <laughs> or something Delish like reports you yeah. should keep your jar of peanut butter upside down, especially true if you like natural peanut butter. I as, do. Yeah, if you if you eat the GIF, it doesn't make any difference because that stuff's just candy. And <laughs> uh, and as the, the oil doesn't separate. But yeah, the, the supposedly healthy peanut butter we right. get... If you don't have it upside down, you got like two inches of peanut oil. Right. You can't spread that on your sandwich. Well, you right? got to stir that puppy every yeah. time you use it. It's a lot of work, though. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I always go back to the GIF. 
You need to go back to the gym. Stirring <laughs> peanut butter is too much strain. By storing the jar upside down, the oil will evenly distribute through the entire jar. Fantastic. That's a great life hack, Marshall. <laughs> I'm sorry I threatened you earlier. Well, and to make it even better, Joe. All our data shows that our listeners eat just gobs of peanut butter. <laughs> the superfood. Refrigerate your peanut butter upside down, and it will be even better yet. Wow. I will not. That makes it less spreadable. That's yeah, your, good point. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Oh, you're spreading tomaine all over your bread if you're not refrigerating huh? it. Yes. Graveyards yeah, uh, are full of people Exactly. From that. Another one, another soul lost <laughs> eating rancid peanut butter. Um. So we got important stuff. We also got the latest trend in speed dating, if you've ever tried that. Kind of oh, cool idea. Here's a hint. Bring your skis. What? <laughs> what? What? What, Jack? I'm going to stay tuned through the commercials. I'm so entertained. That's what you're saying to yourself. And now I know how to store my peanut butter. This show's just too good. i got to tell all my friends. <laughs> is that what they're saying? That's what they're saying. Wow, that's that's more, great. more examples of what you, the listener, is, is saying right now. <laughs> right. There's nothing wrong with the short newscast, Marshall. <laughs> Amen to that, brother. <laughs> you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. Armstrong and Getty Show. And Nathan Phillips is with us now. Mr. Phillips, good morning to you. Good morning. First of all, first question, how are you doing? This has been a whirlwind few days for you. You find yourself on the front page of every newspaper. How are you doing and how are you feeling? Well... I woke up strong this morning and with a really positive attitude and makes one of us. I uh, I had an opportunity to go and to a traditional prayer ceremony and and that was the other night. All right. Yesterday. This this sounds like the conversation you have with any really old person. (laughs) There's ten minutes of that. (laughs) Can we be done with this now? And it was on a Wednesday. No, wait, it was Tuesday because exactly. my knee was hurting. <laughs> yeah, I think he should have said, I have my reservations. I think that's what he should have said. Oh, boy. A classic. A classic. Yeah. Um, can we can we be done with this topic? Yeah. You know, I mean, we, yeah. we know the, the, I've got this piece in The Atlantic that hey. really talks about it, and it's brilliant, but it's long. Well, let me just say and this. And it's thoughtful, and there's no time for long and thoughtful. <laughs> Short, stupid chance. How many, That's what we want. How many people purposefully watched a little bit of the video and then and then and then made you know strong statements just for you know getting eyeballs and ears and that sort of stuff? Because when I see anything like that, whether it's a, a cop shooting a guy video or 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 that sort of thing where people are yelling at each other, my first thought is always, "Well, I'd like to see the ten minutes that led up to that." Sure. I, always. That's the first thing I think. But Jack, my boy, I don't that's... think. Oh my god! And then start yelling about what just happened. I that think, group of people is terrible. I would. I always think. My first thought is always. I need a lot more information here. Right. I don't have any idea which side I should be on it. Which is why I've been on this story and I'm bringing it up because it is so such a beautiful illustration of how we have been whipped up into hating each other 
as Americans and are grasping at the weakest little straws to, 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 to justify our hate. And it's, it's unhealthy, it's un-American, and it's stupid. And I just, I'm tired of it, particularly in the mainstream media. And some of the savage things people were saying about these kids, having not thought what you just thought, okay, this is a little too perfect, I need to know what actually happened. That, that If I have a message, that would be it. Yeah. Just remember that. And also remember couple more things number one evildoers are trying to set us at each other's throats evil evil doers right and and you know also there's more that unites us than divides us we absolutely have to remember that um and and i have one more point it's really the the key point and it's the point that's going to wrap this all up and it flitted right out of my mind because okay. i didn't oh, get enough sleep plus <laughs> I was going to have a bow just right on top of it. It's uh, people, it's identity politics, it's stupid racism, old Indian guys. Well, maybe you'll uh, think of it. I can do this. Catholic school kids, magazines. You keep thinking no, on that. No, wait a minute. It's getting okay. closer. <laughs> Lincoln Memorial, National Mall, school buses. No, that's not school buses. Uh, no, go ahead. Love is in the air because Valentine's Day is coming up. <sighs> that was so... Now you made me sick. I got two stories for you. If you wait for once a year to express your love, you're doomed. Well, <laughs> Valentine's Day is as stupid as the State of the Union address. It's the only time the commercials tell me to express it. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> exactly. Well, well said. Uh, two things uh, that I found interesting. One, those little hearts candies that have a, be mine, you know, the little hearts that have a little saying on them. Sure. Be oh, mine, I love you, delicious whatever. snack. Yeah. That company went out of business last year. What? There's one company that made those. They had the patent on... This har- is Trump's America. <laughs> wow. They had the patent on little chalk hearts with messages on them. It's those chalk heart tariffs that he was throwing around all willy-nilly. <laughs> it's a trade war. <laughs> Trump! Trump! $1.8 billion in sales last year. They went out of business for some reason. They're Who's gone. their so. CFO? What? <laughs> You're selling a couple of billion dollars worth of those things and you can't stay in business? What are your costs? Lecturing chalk hearts. Not like stuff that tastes good. Obviously, you're not spending a lot on that because those things were nasty. There are new companies scrambling to get them out there, but there's going to be a real shortage of them. It's going to be a, you know, so whatever. They're all going to be knockoffs, not the original name brand. And this, uh, I've heard of speed dating. Interesting idea, speed dating. I've never done it. Have you ever done it, Sean? No. It seems like a pretty good idea, though. I thought that was super hot for a while, or maybe it just was according to the media. I was To me, hearing, it just but... seemed like an actually good idea. I've had oh. dates end quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, Michael, our board operator. Expose yourself. Hilarious, as always. Expose yourself and them to you, a whole bunch of different people, quickly. And then... You want me to expose myself to a bunch of women quickly? <laughs> Look at this. What do you think it is? Huh? huh? You think we ought to go out? Is this impressive? <laughs> Great. No, so you know, and in, yeah, a, I get it. in a minute you decide, you know, maybe, maybe not, well, definitely not, or possibly, or whatever. Doesn't and, science say that you can get yes. a really good? Yes, it does. You know, speed dating on skis is a thing. There are a number of ski resorts across the country that are doing special days or nights or lifts or whatever, <laughs> and people want to speed date. And the time you spend on the ski lift together, you got like guys in one line, girls, and you just randomly get together. 
and you, you you chat on the way up, and if you you know, then maybe you ski down and have a drink or whatever, or you say, uh, "Hope I never see you again. You're a weirdo," or whatever. <laughs> or exactly. you push them off the mountain. <laughs> you, yeah, you push them off the lift. <laughs> maybe you just hurl yourselves down into a snowdrift and start a family right there. Exactly. You really hit it off, right? But yeah, speed dating is about the time, not the velocity at which you're you're hurtling down a mountain. <laughs> yeah, you're misunderstanding the term. Uh, no, that sounds kind of fun. I, uh, I mean, it's idea. something. Yeah, and, and listen, uh, those of us who have skied. Uh, no, sometimes you're on a lift with somebody and you think, wow, that's a really nice person. See, I would, I would sometimes do, not. I would do very well on the ski lift up, but then as soon as they saw me just pizza wedge my <laughs> right. way down the whole mountain because I can't ski at all, I think that would do me ham. That would do me damage. <laughs> well, depends. <laughs> depends how charming you were. Yeah, I, I yeah. just sit on my bottom and scooch down the mountain. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good on a snowboard, but terrible on skis. And uh, I have gotten off the ski lift before, where I panicked and grabbed the thing, and it like pulls me around. Oh no! I'm scared to let go, <laughs> and they're yelling, "You gotta let go!" <laughs> <laughs> Better off on your hiney. <laughs> they have to stop the lift as you lay there. All right, can you get up? I'll help you. I'm not going out with you, she says as she goes down yeah. the hill. That's a no! <laughs> down the hill she goes. Shush, shush, shush. Right. Exactly. Ski speed dating. Well, I'll be so dang. There you what go. They think? Keep oh. your peanut butter upside down. Next. Uh, let's see. What do we have time for here? We don't have a lot of time. I got this over here. Hi, my name is, uh, I mean, I'm going to use his name. He works um, uh, for the airline I hate the most in San Diego. He said, you'd be amazed at how many special needs I here that require free seats in the extra legroom section, and we accommodate most of them. Getting to a topic we've been talking about for a while. If you at work say, my doctor said I need sunlight, you get a desk by the window. Right. If you tell United Airlines, I have I have problems with my legs, so I need the uh, the seats with the extra legroom, they'll probably give you those seats. We're going to end up in a world where, you know, and everybody with their dogs, where wow. we're all making up stories to get a better parking spot a better seat a better table at a restaurant whatever doctor says i really need to sit next to that hottie in aisle seven (laughs) oh boy the single man the mating call of the single man tone it down over there captain hormone so a little bonus mailbag is you can email us anytime you want mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com here is uh brian uh talking about kamala harris the front runner for the democratic uh presidential nomination Although even identifying a front runner at this point in the game is pretty silly. Uh, but he says, don't forget about the sexual harassment claim she settled with a former staffer. 400000 about what Stormy Daniels got paid. I have no memory of that. No. Can, can Somebody harassed her or she harassed someone well, else? Well, if she settled, she paid. Sounds like she was harassing? Is that or was right? she the prosecutor of it? I or don't something? know. Goog, 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 Google it, and we'll find out. And then Google will have all your data and sell it. Never forget. She's the front runner to the moment Beto says he's in the race. Beto, please. 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 What I said is accurate. So it was a long-time aide to Kamala Harris had to resign uh, after a $400,000 sexual harassment and retaliation settlement. Okay. So her aide was uh, yes. acting in an untoward uh, she, fashion. She doesn't get tagged with yeah, that. Yeah, don't bother us with that. That's yeah. silly, Brian. What don't, are you talking don't about? waste our time. Yeah, I mean, unless... You probably store your peanut butter right side up. Unless she was in on the retaliation. 
because she was loyal to her aide who was being accused. Okay, that I need to know. She was playing the Hillary Clinton role of assassinating the character of the woman who dared complain about the rapine of her husband and or You're making you know, up employer. a scenario, though. You don't know that. Making it up is kind of strong. I'm I'm going through possible scenarios. One of the things about presidential elections is all this will come out. Anything that exists will come out on everybody. It always does. You can it's amazing. You can become a two-term governor and something never came out right. until you run for president, then it comes out. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and this note from Phil in Moses Lake, Washington. Uh introduced your show to my nurse this morning as I was prepping for my first colonoscopy. I hope she likes the show. How do you prep? Toe touches? I also informed her I ate a big bag of glitter last night, so this should be spectacular. <laughs> that is a funny thing to say <laughs> for a colonoscopy. <laughs> that is an odd sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, I would say. Oh, brother. I didn't get to the USA Today front page story today about Bible classes in public schools. It has become a thing, maybe? My kids had to learn about Islam in public schools. They did. Yeah. Interesting. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.